0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nice. And we asked, and the cycling gods delivered to Benji and I just a cruisy, boring breakaway stage. This is Tereno Adriatico Stage 6 recap from Castel Raimondo to Lido di Fermo. And 169Ks, Rolly Parkour in the first 80Ks or so. And then. Of a flat section, some like 5k's, 3.5 percent climbs, just leg sappers. Then a circuit around Lido di Fermo, doing, uh, um, yeah, again, another leg sapper of about 2k's, 3 to 4 percent, nothing too crazy. And let's be honest, the Peloton decided to take today off. Before we get into that, I want to mention. Our show partner, Lecol, www.lecol.cc. You'll know them from last year when they came on for the Giro and the welter Well, for the classics coming up soon, we've got some pretty big news that Lacole are organizing for us, maybe some special guests, maybe even people that have ridden the classics and allegedly might know more about riding cobbles than us. Although, I mean, yeah. how would you rank your cobbled tier status, Benji? Like, are you a cobbled connoisseur? Like, what is your official title?
1: I don't know. I think that <laughs> there should be a title for it. But, like, all jokes aside, I'm not actually that knowledgeable when it comes to cobbles. I think it's just in our okay. blood as, as Flemish people that we are force-fed cobble knowledge in the first years of school. And every single day, we, we have to select a couple section and talk about it with a presentation at school, give it a one-hour presentation about the out of And I think because of that, every single day doing that, that is how the knowledge was built. And, yeah, it's not really my credit. It's the school system in Belgium that is enforcing yep. these rules. So uh, thank you very much for uh, doing that instead of learning me to pay my taxes properly. So uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> That's like a- School system says if Philip bear attacks on the cobbles <laughs> of 40 k you must follow, it's the rules. Anyway, enough <laughs> ribaldry, this is a serious podcast for serious people. Stage 6 of Toronto Adriatico, breakaway went pretty early. Simone Velasco for Gazprom, Jan Bakalans, you'll know his name well. For Intermarche, will to go there? This was their chance, Benji, to win a world tour race this year. <laughs> it's their one chance. Madsworth Schmidt for Israel startup nation in the green jersey. What is the green jersey? Yes. In Italian Margin. races, because it's not the points. KWM, but he's
1: He was second.
0: Okay. Brent van on Lotto Nelson Oliveira. You'll know him actually reasonably well, a bit of an engine. He's the guy that bridged, I think, Soler across in one of the moves in the Vuelta and in Emilish Leipinj for Trek Segafredo. So a couple of engines, a lead out man for Caleb Ewan who you abandoned, and a couple of quick guys, Madsworth Schmidt and Leipinj. Do you
1: know much about Velasco, Benji? I remember him being a, a climber more than an actual sprinter, but I could be completely wrong about this. I know that he was actually quite good in the past. I think he won La at one point in his career. Was it last year or 2019? 2019, he won uh, La Guaglia. So that's not exactly the easiest race to win and definitely against the competition that was there. Um, actually, the competition wasn't that great that year in that race. Nah. No, it's nowhere near what it was these days. Nicola Bajoli, <laughs> so, not the other Bajoli. Sobrero was hurt, So yeah, that says a lot about the competition. Not saying that these riders are bad, Saying that these riders aren't the likes of uh yeah, the competition that did it this year. Like I think Bernal was here at my Weglia this year, so crazy star list for all the races in February. But yeah, this breakaway, I think that the names that I see in that that have an opportunity at doing something is if this break makes it, because looking at the parkour, there's some hills in the parkour, but that parkour is not exactly the parkour that you would say, oh this guy's gonna drop everybody on this hill. It's Going to be a bit of a tactical thing on the hills and perhaps if they make it and actually work together it might end up in a group sprint but that will all depend on whether the peloton would do something now if these dudes would finish the stage and fight for it then i would be looking at the likes of a Inos lippens with a sprint he was the guy that bennett had trouble with in development. and bennett actually got the EQ in that stage because of what he did to lippens in that stage and I think I would also look at Mats Wojtman because he also has a bit of a sprint in that group. For the rest, Jan Bakalans has a punch, a bit more of a hilly rider, but the last few years he's not been on that level. The point
0: of this stage is that the peloton decided to take the day off. They let the gap get out to a lot. Three, four minutes kept growing. And I think that was due to yesterday being so hard. It was brutal. And MVDP went deep, so he didn't really care about today's stage It seemed Wow, fun arc was um, also buckled. Pagaccia and UAE were happy with their 1 minute 12 lead on Wafana and who else was a contender? I guess Kofidis with Viviani, Ballerini for Quickstep, Ewan's no longer here for Lotus sodal So there's really only Quickstep and Kofidis that were real candidates and Quickstep were pacing with Steba, and they kept pacing later but I just don't think they were into it, Alfred was tired, and just it's not just the leaders who are tired, it's the lead out men and the domestiques. they are tired and cold after yesterday too but anyway the big I think the big thing that happened in today's stage, Benji, was Simon Carr when he crashed into some unsignaled road furniture, very, very dangerous, and he's lucky not to be well, I don't know. Have you heard any news about his condition, Benji? Because he like spun around at 50 k's an hour.
1: Yeah, he spun around at 50 k an hour, and he hit that hard. Uh, that sign pretty hard. Uh, I, f- I think that he went on the bike relatively quickly. I don't think it looked like he hit his head or anything, so that's the good part, I think. But the rest of his body hit that sign completely on the floor as well afterwards. Um, I found it funny how the uh, the RCS dude who came out of the car to take a look at him, was like, I'm going to take 20 seconds to uh, put my mask on, and then I'm going to take a look at <laughs> at Simon Carter. Good that he <laughs> put his mask on, but he could have done it a lot quicker than that. <laughs> but um, all in all, I think the point we're so trying to sure make here that. is that unsignaled road furniture should not be there, and definitely not in a circuit race. Now, this was just before the circuit started, I think. So yeah. you can't say, oh, this is in the circuit part, but... In the circuit part, the exact same thing was happening. I think only a few parts were actually signaled. So that shouldn't be the case and definitely not in a race organized by some high-end organizer like RCS. They should be able to fix that and make sure that their races are safe for the riders that are riding it. And that's not the case here, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, UCI, you're banning hugs for riders that are in a bubble, tested against each other, and you're not even brave enough to come out in your press release and directly say it's for optics and then you got nothing addressing unsignalled road furniture which seriously injured Greg Van Avermaet last year in Liège, Benji I think it might have been and now Simon Kars could have got pretty badly hurt too it's not fucking good enough so I guess the riders and teams and hopefully the new union can keep putting them putting them under pressure to focus on the things that are important which are unsafe finishes which there's a lot which current, breach the current rules we don't even need new rules for the unsafe finishes we just need them to be in force and then unsignaled road furniture but anyway Peloton gave up they stopped pacing at about 21 k to go the gap went out to 246 Stefan Kung was like oh can I do a Fabio Fellini yesterday and bridge across nope he couldn't it was two you know three minutes in 18k is a bit much UAE were just soft pacing on the front they couldn't care less about the breakaway Alperson pulled for like a minute and they were like nah and it was very very obvious the breakaway was going to win even DSM with three riders for Max Kanter could only bring it down to 220 with 10k to go they then had this last climb and as we said the quickest man in the group was or one of the two quickest men is Mills Leipinch. He's got top five in World Tour sprints before, particularly in the UAE just recently, uh behind Poel in stage one, and he was dropping on that climb. Nelson Oliveira was pacing the Movistar Rider, just pacing, pacing, pacing all day, and Mazvert Schmidt <laughs> paced after him. Bakerlans and Vrent van Moor and Velasco weren't pulling through so much but I think Musvert schmidt was pretty cognizant of the fact that uh, Leipinj was the biggest candidate to beat him in a sprint. 3Ks to go, the break's clearly going to win. Leipinj couldn't get back on, even though three of the group were playing a bit of cat and mouse, not pulling in the last 10Ks, but in the flat, they pretty much did pull. Masvert-Schmidt was pretty clear to me, if Star of was soft-pulling on the front with about 2Ks to go. Nelson Oliveira, Benji run me through his last two kilometers and what was going through his mind, the motor rider.
1: I don't really know. He, um, <laughs> it felt like he was trying to do a lead out for somebody else throughout <laughs> the entire last part.
0: The ghost of Mark Solet.
1: The entire stage he's been... <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like we know that Nelson Oliveira is a time trialist. He's got yeah. decent climbing abilities. He's yeah. pacing the entire day. And in the last two kilometers... He doesn't directly make a move, but leading into the last kilometer, he decides to make a move early, before the sprint, like just before the sprint. And we're not talking about 500 meters before the sprint, just before the sprint. So yeah, obviously everybody's gonna late. follow him. Nobody's <laughs> going to be like, oh, playful, you need to close that down. Everybody's gonna try and close it down. And that is not going to give him anything. That is going to place the people that are reacting to him in the perfect spot, and that is Mats Schmidt in second wheel. I think Velasco was pretty far down, I think in fourth or fifth wheel. Brent van Mier, Moore, not, not Brent van Mier, um in uh, third or fourth wheel. So uh, those were heading for the mass sprint. Well, mass yeah, sprint. Well, there was a left-hand of, uh, corner. Five people.
0: And I think backer Lance was on Mats Schmidt wheel. Mats Schmidt was second wheel, getting this lovely lead out, and Brent van Mier tried to come up and take that wheel off him and Bakalan said, nah, this ain't my first rodeo. And it was pretty much just a straightforward <laughs> Mano y mano five by five sprint with or four four by sprint with Elovera just leading them out. He leads them out through that last corner. That Masbert Schmidt did a really smart thing where he didn't open up his sprint too early. He was he was in the drops, like keeping tension in the correct gear turning over the pedals but he was looking over his left shoulder no one could have gone up his right side because Oliveira was there in the barriers and waiting to see who would attack first or snap first and someone would think it might have been Velasco, Velasco or Bacalans and the minute they got up to his back wheel he kicked van Moore got a little bit of a draft out of him but Mads versus Mitch was too strong and um yeah, after a long day in the break, 200 meter plus sprint, no one came close to him Madver Schmidt taking out, a pretty big win actually, uh, for Israel's side of nation They're winning a little bit more already um, He came first, Brent Van Moor second, Simone Velasco third, Barkalans fourth, Nelson Oliveira fifth for his troubles He can take solace in the fact that he beat Leipinj because He dropped him on the climb with eight case to go, but otherwise, a complete waste of time for him being in the break all day. Got no idea what he was doing. Um, uh, earlier, no clue, beat Ballerini and Viviani, uh, for the bunch kick into the line. Any other thoughts on this, Dave Engie? Lovely to have a breakaway win and a bit of a quieter day for once.
1: Yeah, that's true, but also that, um, it looks like Digital start nation has a bit of a Yeah, they're pretty good at winning breakaway stage, if nobody in the peloton cares. (laughs) In the Giro, they did it with Dowsett. That's a skill though. And today they do it with Matsko Schmidt. It's still a win. It's still a win. And it still is a deserving win. Like, obviously it's not the most competitive win because like, yeah, the peloton just gave five men the opportunity of winning a stage in a world tour race. But then again it's still a victory, so I think you can't really blame anyone for that. They can celebrate it as a win like like any other, and I think it's a deserving win all despite because they wanted to win the stage and they did it. I think that Fanat said he wanted to win one more stage in this Tireno yesterday. And he didn't do it today, and he's not gonna do it tomorrow because is gonna win tomorrow. So I um yeah. There's not much else to say about today's stage. I think I think that I like these breakaway battles, but I also just enjoy watching the last kilometer of them because the rest is kinda you know it's gonna end up in in this group fighting it out in the end, and they did. So I'm glad they did. I'm glad these people enjoyed their their chance at a victory in Terreno Adriatico. I'm also kind of disappointed in the group because they didn't do enough to not make it a sprint if you're in the group with Matsworth Schmidt. You're going to try and drop him more, I think. You're going yeah, to try and get a bit nothing. of an attack in the last 15 kilometers. Now it's not nothing. Vera. Like, we said it already. He did nothing. <laughs> and he had decided to attack in the last it 500 did. meters instead of like... E- everyone listening. Shorter.
0: You might think we were just skipping stuff, being lazy today. No one attacked at all. It was just the <laughs> final sprint. They didn't attack each other once, except for dropping Lapinj, who just dropped on the climb. So... We did, we weren't leaving things out. But anyway, Masvid Schmidt said afterwards, I'm extremely happy. After five years as a pro rider, I finally managed to win the world tour. It's incredible. On the last lap, I understood that we would make it. And with my breakaway companions, we cooperated until the final sprint. Brackets. I don't know why they did. They might have been a bit stupid to do so. End brackets. That was just from me, by the way. Back to him. I want to thank my team. <laughs> we came into this event with a plan to race. In an aggressive way. And that's true. He went in the break on Prati Yeah. Tivo. Yep. uh That one didn't work out so well. But um, credit to him. It's if you try pretty multiple long. times, pardon?
1: Uh, he did try pretty long on Prati And again, His like last you guy. were just about to say, it's if cool. you try enough times, then he deserves to try and win yep. one in the end as well. And like, obviously, I said it a bit jokingly that they're, they've got a bit of a. Yeah, they just. Accidentally seem to win more of these stages that are given by the peloton But at the end, it's a victory and if the rest doesn't want to win that's their problem And not his. he got a victory in Wilt, and he should celebrate it and I'm happy for him I think he's a bit of a fan favorite in Denmark as well. I've been uh, yeah. I've been Sometimes a Relative fan hard. of his time trial skills as well. So, uh Denmark, I'm happy for you. You're gonna be happy I think that and I think I was caught and yesterday channel was also happy uh, last year in the Giro, and indeed, Magnus scored yesterday, and so two in a row for Denmark. Um, I don't think it's going to be three in a row, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Mazvot well, Schnitz beats Ganner in the TT tomorrow. Um, but, Benji, <laughs> on that point, Wavanar, Alaphilippe, MVDP, Pagacha, MVDP, it is fucking hard to win a World Tour level race in 2021. Yeah. And,. There's a lot of teams who'll be pretty jealous of Israel's startup nation right now. We talk about the De Inios yes. Ineos, Jumbo, Visma, and, I guess, MVP Alberson. a lot. There's 20, 21 World Tour teams, 19, can't remember how many, that don't get a lot of press. So Intermarche had a big opportunity today. I think it's a shame Bacalance didn't try something to see if, would they really chase him. But anyway... Tomorrow's stage, the San Benedetto del Tronto TT 10K's pancake flat uh, on the coast. It's an out and back. They've done it a few times. Well, they they always have it. They had it last year. Ghana destroyed the course (laughs) record. Coming out of lockdown, and, um, I mean, you don't need to tune into this podcast to realize that Ghana's the favorite. That being said, I'm going to have a look at Wow Fun Arts Oz a little bit. Just to see. Just have a look. <laughs> <Do you think laughs> Maybe
1: look um, You think that Gana? You think that Gana's gonna beat his score's record of last year? No, no, he won't.
0: Because okay. yesterday was brutal. He was in the break. He did the course record last year, coming out of perfect training, I assume, after lockdown, and um, he's not wearing the Aero base layer anymore, which gives him. <laughs> 25%. He'd be getting beaten by Jai Henley without the aero base layer. So, yeah. Not At least he's not wearing record, a laser but. helmet, so. Yeah, I mean, fuck, if you gave him that helmet. Whew. I guess Wout's got to carry that. What I'm if Wout really was winning. wearing the cask? Mate, he'd be, he'd beat a course record. <laughs> anyway, we've lost the plot. We'll see you all tomorrow for the Trenuage Adriatico Stage 8 recap. Should be pretty interesting. No, actually, pagatch has got, I mean, he can't make, he can't lose a minute 12 on this TT, so no one's, cha- Delita's jersey's not changing hands. I hope you enjoyed the pod. See you tomorrow. Ciao.